Hi everyone, welcome along to this Endless Celts Friday night show. We're back, Celtics back. Looking forward to getting stuck into all the news that's, well, certainly the most recent news as well, which we'll touch on in a wee bit. Um, but I'm joined by uh, Stephen and William. How are you doing? All good, man. Looking forward to chatting all things Celtic. We're all in the, the new Endless Celts gear. Loving it. I'm letting the side down, but it's still Celtic. I don't think so. Still I'm looking Celtic. forward to it. <laughs> you, you, you look resplendent in it, if that's the right word to use. Thanks very much. And usually, use both look. Uh, what, what is it, Roger says? Beautiful human beings, as you two right now up here. Absolutely beautiful. With the beautiful jumpers on. Beings. But I'm looking forward to it. How, how's your off, week nice. been, Stephen? Sorry, what? what is this says, it always starts off nice, and then me and Stephen here square go later on. <laughs> oh, aye. that that's that that's definitely in the often. If there's one thing the endless Celts can promise, it's a Wally and Stephen argument. <laughs> uh, aye, so how's your week been anyway, Stephen? I admit it's been it's been a busy week. I think Willie's the same. Flat out with work and seeing the kids, going to the gym, doing all doing all that sort of stuff. So it's been an eventful week, productive week, and now I'm chilling out. You are on the beers. I'm on the water. Look at this. Uh, see, you, ready to talk you, you, you never stop. You never stop. But do you know why? Do you know why I'm on the water? Do you know why? Because I'm in peak condition to, to fight Willie tonight. Yeah, I'm ready. For fuck's sake. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm not in peak condition. I'm co- my hands are covered in metal stings because Sharon's got uh, folk coming over to the uh, house tomorrow and apparently they're going to be looking at the wee drop nettles that was at the side of the drive so I had to pull them out. Yeah, I mean, they're just talking about lying in the drive drunk apparently. But anyway, how's your week been, Wally? Not, I, I mean, I've, I've been following you a wee bit this week, and I've got the gist. I know, no, in the group chat. Fine. I wouldn't be able to see any patio door. I can't see above the frosty glass. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's been fucking hell to be honest with you. I what's what's mental than now, but uh, I glad to be back on the night. Glad that Celtic are coming back soon. There's going to be plenty of games coming up. Lots to talk about after a wee brief break. Uh, <sighs> international break didn't go as as well as I'd hoped. Obviously, you were here for the game, the Spain game, which we were fucking mm-hmm. robbed. Uh, but a bit mixed emotions because we made it, but it was too disappointing. Uh, Results and uh, but we're there, that's all that matters. But back to Celtic, I'm looking forward to the boys putting on a performance again this week. So, aye, all good. I'm looking forward to a night out tomorrow for Rossi's birthday. That's going to be carnage, but anyway, we'll get into all things Celtic and the actual podcast instead of shooting the breeze with the lads there. <laughs> <laughs> um, First of all, uh, I see Stephen Coulthard uh, in the comments there. Once again, your t-shirt is on its way. Anthony's <laughs> coming to pick. Anthony's coming to pick up his t-shirt, and he's getting yours along with it. He's not been to get it yet. Um, so it's just as soon as, just as soon as Mister Terry's there. Speaking of the devil. <laughs> Speaking of the devil, just as soon as Anthony picks up his t-shirt, that'll be on its way to you, Stephen. Uh, and also, the Super 6, there's no change, but we're back at it the morrow. 3 o'clock, get your um, <clears throat> your entries in for the 3 o'clock kickoffs, uh, and 
if you're in like me, if you get it in for three o'clock, you'll be securing your two points. Absolutely shite at it. But anyway, into into the podcast now. Um, I just want to start off, I'll just come to you first, Stephen. I just want to start off, obviously, that's just off the back of the international break. And it's essentially the the, the first quarter of the season is uh, taken care of. Uh, I just want to sort of look at what you, what you think, how it's went so far. So starting off in terms of the team, Stephen, just and obviously for when Rodgers came in to where they are now, just just give me your, your thoughts on the, the sort of progression of the team and if you think we're going in the right direction and just your general thoughts. I mean, I think Roger said at the, at the start of the season, coming into a successful team proves challenging because there's nothing much you can really tweak. You're only, the only thing you're going to do there is put your own imprint on it. It'd be different <laughs> if he was coming into a team that was struggling like he did the first time to pick them up again and get them playing his style of football. Obviously, we're all used to the cut and thrust, the, the, the we never stop attitude under Pasta Caldwell. But he's managed to do it quite well, to be fair. I think we can see the subtle changes in how we play. We're more kind of pedantic on the ball we keep it for longer spells instead of coming up the pitch really quickly we're more methodical on how we think and I think Roger said it in a press conference recently he wants the players to run and think at the same time and that's a big principle of his to make the right decisions at the right time yeah it might not be the the football that we were used to for the last couple of years but I think the players have referenced that it's been a, a transition for them likes of Mieta likes of O'Reilly's talked about that and they all seem to be enjoying it it's the clear message from Rogers, and I think it was was it Willie or Fran, uh, Franny uh, shared in the, the group today, the picture of all the coaching staff. Or maybe you, Ross, sorry. It was, uh, it was, uh, it was Franny. I think it was Franny. The size of that coaching team, they have to get something right in the pits, like, do you know what I mean? But it's it's testament to them. Like, and Look, obviously getting put out of the League Cup was disappointing from uh, Kilmarnock, who all didn't like that. And then <laughs> Europe <laughs> hasn't, been, hasn't been great. But it, if I had to do a scorecard so far, I would give it a B, like a solid B. It's been Aye. been good. It's been impressive in parts, and what I'm liking as well. You're you're starting to see the likes of Atate come on the game. Obviously, Rogers spoke to him at length, and they kind of get his head right. Not looking for the move out of the club. You've got people like Abada who's signed a new deal. Kyogo signed a new deal, so he's been instrumental in all these key players signing up for Celtic for years to come. And it's testament to him, and also as well, Brendan. Like, I think it was Anthony's in the comments. Was that a? a fan event and he was talking about his younger days and, and things like that being a Celtic supporter growing up so we, it's not lost on us he's a Celtic man I still think there's a supporters out there who hold the grudge that's fair enough he still has points to prove and he said that himself he's not naive enough to think that that's going to go away overnight because one more bad result he'll be back to that kind of same old kind of launching the shit and hoping something sticks but I'm happy enough so far Ross and I'm happy Brendan's back it's the best appointment we could physically make as a club the replace Posta Coglu and he's he's a fantastic manager. He's probably up. He's up. He's world class, in my opinion. He, he is. Aye. Uh, listen, I, I can't disagree with anything you've really said there. I sort of echo it. Um, I think that I mean it's not been perfect. You look at the way we play, and I think we look more solid than what we did under Ange. And again, I don't like comparing it to Ange. Ange's team is Ange's team. It's similar players, but we're well, it's essentially the same players, but. He's, he's playing a different way and you would think on the face of it we're, we look more solid and you'd think we'd be harder to beat but I don't think we are harder to beat I don't think we're any easier to beat but 
it's a funny one. It's we're so pragmatic, eh, but Angie's team worse certainly domestically. It, it was proven they were a very hard team to beat because you couldn't get the ball off them, and it's similar with this Rogers team. It's just slight slight tweaks here and there, but just come to yourself, Willie. Eh, same question, just the the team's progression and how how you feel about where we started and where we're at now. Yeah, <coughs> the, I mean the last was it. The last performance was was it Kamanic? Yeah. The last game. Um, I, 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 think, I think it's 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 one of our best performances since Brendan's come back for me, and if not the best, I thought we we looked really good, and you can see that his his philosophy um, we're starting to get there. I think he's been quite unlucky with injuries and all the rest of it this season, and <coughs> uh, I'm the same as you, Ross. I don't like to compare it to. Costa Coglu's team because it's a totally different, totally different philosophy and and um, and uh, Stephen's right. I still think he does need to win over a majority. Well, not not a majority, but um, aye. Hold on, I read this. <laughs> Happy birthday, Alistair. <laughs> Happy birthday, Good mate. Morning, mate. Um, what was I saying? Stunner Ross here. <laughs> you were saying you were saying you don't like I, the comp- don't like you don't like the compare. You can see you can definitely see the progression for the start of the season. Um I think Stephen's right. If it wasn't for the League Cup defeat, I don't think there'd be half the negativity that there's been around the team and, and Rogers since he's come back. Uh yeah. we've been spoiled the last eight, nine years or whatever by winning everything domestically and it's Effectively, domestically, he's lost that one game. But if um, if it was in the league, I don't think it would have been as much of an uproar. It's just because we're out of one cup and we, we can't just secure another treble, which is bonkers to, to just expect to win treble after treble uh, each season for me. But um, I'm 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 really happy with with the position we're in at the moment. I think we've been unlucky in our two games in Europe. Stephen's going to fucking roll his eyes again. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think the first one is obviously a freak with a couple of red cards and I thought their performance deserved more against Lazio but um, other than that I think we've been we've looked excellent and, and like Stephen said there's guys like <coughs> Tati who's not been playing and as much as Ange um, had us playing rip-roaring football there's players like O'Reilly that are soaring under Rodgers and he wasn't under Ange um, I seem to remember defending O'Reilly a lot last year, and because uh, he wasn't putting in the performances, and Gainey Moy had a Moy was in before him for a for a stretch of games, but um, he's absolutely flying under Rogers under this new role that he's 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 got, and I mean he's I think he's a top goal scorer this year, which is absolutely madness. Um, and then yeah, the, the, the defensive side of things, we've got a few new recruits, <coughs> and I think Lager Bielka's got his his first goal for Sweden in the. Mm-hmm. In the um, international break, Kyogo scored an international break, so everybody's firing. Hopefully, we'll see that on Sunday. Um, but yeah, you can definitely see a progression, and we're only going to get better as the season progresses on. Um, and we, we get more players back, fighting, fitting, and uh, fit and fighting again. Mm-hmm. The likes of CCV and all that have been a massive miss. Um, but I mean, there's been loads and loads of surprises, like scales, etc., as well. So. I'm I'm really positive and happy about how the season's went so far. And you can definitely see the progression, like I said, and uh, looking forward to seeing it. 
more often and, and hopefully in Europe <laughs> we get some results. Uh, <laughs> I, again, I, I agree with you, but uh, we're laughing there, but it's not easy to get results in Europe. We should be doing better, but we've been over that road so many times. Um, but I, I, just, I was glad you brought up the, the sort of the injuries and stuff. I think he's been dealt, Rogers has been dealt a sort of Sort of tough hand, eh, and he's his first four months and back in the job. Eh, I, I think we've had many challenges in terms of personnel, but I think for the most part we've met the challenges head on, and we've won games, Ibrox to name but one, that everybody except for Wally thought we were going to lose. <laughs> eh, but, <laughs> wow! I, I, wow. I'll, I'll put that I'll put that down to blind faith rather than. Know how? <laughs> no, like I said to you, <laughs> said to you a thousand times after it, it wasn't because of the everybody was. No, I know. It, it was Celtic starting eleven. Everybody was like, "Oh Jesus, we've got skills and Turnbull starting or whatever." And my faith wasn't in that Celtic starting eleven. It was in how bad I think Rangers are. I think everybody at that that, at that moment was thinking that Rangers were world beaters, and I didn't. I thought they were. I watched them a few times before we played them, and I thought they were so poor that I thought we definitely still had a chance to. To beat them, that was all it was. It wasn't that we were Aye. firing all cylinders. It was just that they're shit. <laughs> uh, no, I, I totally. You've said that to me umpteen times. Well, Willie well, well, saw the potential but... scales of Sander half. I mean, Ross, you said he was fucking brilliant pre-season. He was the best player we've got, apparently. Aye, apparently. That's what I said, <laughs> aye. Definitely said that. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but no, just moving on to actual... We spoke about the team progression there, but moving on to Rogers himself, Stephen. Um, I don't know what you think of this. Sort of when he came in, he was a bit subdued for me, and he was mm. sort of no pandering to the fans. That, that's the wrong word, but he was saying all the right things. And then I think for me, since Ibrox, he started to show that Rogers the old that bit of ego. And I, I have to say, I, I do see a bit more humility in him eh, than mm. his eh, sort of first tenure. But what's your thoughts on how how Rogers has come in, how he, how he's been as a man and a mm. manager and the differences that you see um in in Rogers himself for his first tenure to, to to what he's been like in his first four months. I mean for me I think that the first part of his, his second tenure itself like he's for me, feeling out the support. He's feeling out where he kind of fits in. And obviously beforehand, he was up clapping the fans. He kind of held off doing that for a couple of games. Then he started getting above the halfway line. He started moving down a bit further. Now he's, he's fully into it with a team doing laps of honour and stuff after we win games at home. And I think what another turning point that we seem to forget as well, I obviously you hear all the banter about it, that was staged, the wee boy running onto the pitch. And then he goes over and, and, and pushes the yeah, the, uh, Olivia and pushes the security guard away and tells him to go easy. And that kind of rouses the support again. And then we moments bring, like Willie said, the minority back on side again. For that split second, they're going, wow, he's back. And look, I think it's only human nature. It's like anything in the world. I mean, if you're in a job and, and you, like your manager or your director knows you're looking to leave, you leave your job and then you come back into it again after a couple of years and you're going, where do I fit in? How do I approach this? And I left this place to search for better, so to speak. And I've, I've come back to, to where it all started. And I think what Rogers wants to do now, and it's, I mean, it's hard for me to believe that 
I'm trying to believe it as much as I can, is, is build a legacy. And obviously the, the famous comment in his press conference, I'll be here for the three years unless he gets sacked, puts wood, that never happens. But I, I do sense it more from him. Like you said, Ross, the hum, humility side to him is, is coming out more. He speaks a lot more, I would say, straight to the point now, instead of beating around the bush. He's, he's so much more forward in that way. And after the, the game at Ibrox, I mean, lifting up the belt above the belly, tightening it, getting the notepad out. Rogers was back then. That was his element. That's where he thrives right. in the biggest <laughs> stages of them all in that kind of pressure environment. And hopefully that translates uh, onto European football soon. But um, yeah, I think he's slowly but surely coming back into himself in the way he was the first time. And you have to understand as well, he's with a brand new coaching team. I think the only person right. he brought wrong with him was uh, Glenn Driscoll which is his fitness coach and, and a, like a backroom and a analyst like type of person so he has the, like Gavin Strachan John Canley the same like people who are under uh, Postacoglu so he's probably getting used to them and their style like Postacoglu took away to get used to all that so look the signs are looking positive at the minute um, and obviously the sound bites that Rogers are saying he wants certain things better in, in the transfer window and things like that Hopefully, we're building towards the meeting his demands because I believe he's demanding better, and hopefully, we can match that and, and that ambition that he sees for us as a club. And if it goes that way, everyone's hand in hand and singing off the same hymn sheet. I can only see Celtic being successful for many more years. Aye, just touching on what you'd said, obviously about the eyebrows game and talking about pulling the uh, pulling the belt up and stuff like that. Um, I, I I agree. That was when he, he sort of. He was he felt his way in, like you said, and then that that game was where the Rodgers, the tactics, the the man for me came back. I bang on San Fran. I seen that it was it was a really nice touch. It was straight off off. He'd been on holiday and he he got back and then he take goes. I can't even. I mean, I wasn't. I was stalking Wally, no Brendan, so I don't even know exactly where he was. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but aye, that that's a mark of the man. Um, and listen, he's he's sort of, in, what's the word, endearing himself back to the Celtic support. He didn't have any endearing to do it to me. I had got over it. I'd, I'd, I'd forgiven him. And he's coming in and he's he's wanting to work at Celtic again, Willie. Uh, and for me, if he wants to be here, which he does, that that's enough for me because I know the man's good enough to do the job. Uh, but again, just the same same question to you. Just how you think he's he's been in his first four months and the the differences for sort of his persona for his first time around. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, I, I, I mean, I was I was one of the fans that I didn't leave. I obviously, left a sore taste in the mouth when he left because I, it was more the timing of it for me. But I could understand why I left because all the goings on beforehand with. As soon as it like it's no, it's, it's no secret. As soon as you've seen that press conference about them signing Marion's Fed and he was away, you, you knew it then. The communication had broke down between himself and the board, the hierarchy or whatever, and and uh, the writing was on the wall. So for me, it wasn't as I wasn't one of the ones <laughs> crying Judas and all the rest of it. But um, I, I I totally believe every word he says when he's talking about. He didn't want about his legacy at the club and how like everybody knows he's up he's upbringing and all the rest of it, and for him to come to Celtic and achieve what he did in his first tenure and go, um, I I can understand where he's coming from about leaving like getting oh, it's not abuse but you know getting stick for for fans everywhere he went afterwards and having that 
bad feeling, a sour taste in his mouth, I would imagine that that all that he achieved and that's what he's remembered for. Um, I think he's really sincere this time around when he comes and says that um, when he's talking about that whole side of things and his legacy and that he wants to stay and, and turn that into a positive um, and become a, he could become a legend of the club. Um, depending on what he does this tenure, this time round, and I totally believe everything he says. I think he's done a lot, done a lot in the game. I, I don't think that anything like a, a Leicester site, like when they went to Leicester, they were what a Europa League side or, or whatever. If a team like that came in for him again, I don't think he'd be interested this time round. Um, saying that, it's, it is interesting that he he keeps going on about how he's, he's wanting to do it this time round and he's not going anywhere because. If like a, I know it's like hypothetically speaking, I know it's not going to happen. But a Real Madrid that came sniffing, <laughs> really, really hard to turn down. You can't after Aye. saying that you're going to stay here, so it's a slippery slope. But um, <clears throat> no, I think he'll be at the helm for a long time to come, and and I'm all for it. I, I think the football that he played the first time round, before Ange came on along, um, that was a bit some of the best football I've seen at Celtic Park before Ange. Um, and I reckon he'll do the same again. Like you guys have said, he's a top, top, top coach. And you can see it for the, the players, a lot of the players in their comments about him and his one-on-ones with them and how he has a talk with them. And, and I think Tati was the latest to come out and say like they had a talk about how he was going to play and how he was going to be perceived in his team. Um, I think it's a fantastic to see. Scales is another one talked about. And it's, he's like a proud dad whenever he talks about William Scales now because of the progression he's made this season. Uh, and that's what Rogers does. Uh, I, I've always said that the, his first tenure for us was the whipping boy when he first came around and he turned him into an absolute animal. And I believe he'll do that yeah. with numerous players. I think he's already started doing that with the likes of O'Reilly. I think the likes of Abada can absolutely flourish under him. It's unfortunate he's had that injury. But uh, yeah, I, I was never one crying Judas anyway. And I was, you know me, I was, as soon as Andrew's gone, I was devastated and when I seen the list of candidates, I was like, what the hell's, what are we going to do? And Brendan was the only one for me to come back. <laughs> um, I got, I, was, I had a hand in getting Brendan back, Monty. Just he did, he did. Uh, <laughs> I got the mask. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, he was the only candidate for me that could soften the blow of Ange going. Anybody else would have been a disappointment. And I just absolutely delighted he's at the helm. And sometimes, we say it in the group chat all the time, see sometimes when he says certain things, and I know a lot of people have said that they uh, left a sour taste in their mouth, but they've been back hook, line and sinker because they hear him speak and say a certain thing and that's them. Um, we say it in the group chat all the time, and me and Ross, uh, anyway, that <laughs> I still can't believe he's back. I still can't believe he's our right. manager again. Um, he's he's top, top, top class coach and I, I, I can't wait to see what he does in the future and hopefully it's for many, many, many years to come. Right. Listen, Michael, I'm sure it was Michael McDonald had said there uh, that if, if you touched on it slightly there, Willie, um, if, if a big club comes in, he'll, he'll be away at the drop of a hat. I, I don't see it this time. He's, he's said, listen, like Willie said, there's a select few clubs that you just cannot say naughty. And if anybody is annoyed that he goes to one of that select few clubs... Still then, silly. Aye, aye. But I mean, for goodness sake, do you know what I mean? My hands goes to the L. But listen, for me, he's he's came out and he's he's came out and he said that 
I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he, he's essentially said that there is a sour taste for when he left, and <laughs> he hated that fracture. I would have guided him in. <laughs> oh, fuck oh, hell, man. <laughs> uh, I can't even mind what I'm saying now. I select few teams that you would go. Aye, yeah. aye, but I, he's he's wanting to repair that sort of fracture that was caused in the way he left the last time, and for a leave at the drop, it he he wants to. He's already like written into the history of Celtic, but he wants to leave a proper proper legacy this time because he's a Celtic supporter and he doesn't want to leave. And then be walking the streets and no have Celtic fans come up to him and shake his hand and all the rest of it and instead of having sort of bad thoughts about him. So for me, he's not going to leave at the drop of a hat to go to no a, a Brighton, for instance, if Deserbi gets a big move. He's not going to do that this time for me. Uh, as Ross. I said, uh, what? I'm not cutting you off, but I got. No, no, I didn't mean it like that. He was like, he was like, what? You okay. what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I was such, I was such a put down. I was unbelievable. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I was going to back your point up by saying, what makes it even more looking looking true here? He rejected mega money from Saudi Arabia before he took the Celtic job. So if he was looking for money or looking for more of a financial gain, he would have went over to Saudi like the rest of them. So, I mean, in that aspect of things, maybe he is true to his word, like Willie said, and he, he wants to build that legacy. And, I mean, hopefully that's the way it's going to go. I think a big thing as well, we always talk about how, I mean, it, it happens with players. And I know we talk about in, in Europe where it's like we're building and then how the fuck can you build when a player cycle's just gone every two years. And it's right. the same with managers. I mean, Ange started and we were like, this is really positive. He's had a good run in Europe. I know we were, we didn't, the points tally didn't show up that way, but we, we were competing. And you think a couple more windows under Ange, a couple more years, we could be looking to progress further. And then the manager goes again. So if Rogers does, if, if he is true to his word and he is staying, maybe that's a massive thing for us as well, for, for that continuity and for his... Because you were no changing philosophy every two years. Um, like the player cycle is one thing, but changing a whole philosophy and like you're going to change the playing staff as well if you've got a different philosophy. If we've got that continuity, then then you know hopefully it means that um, we're, we're successful not only domestically but in in Europe as well. Uh-huh. Uh, by the way, j- just listening, I was going to jump what? to f- jump. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was going to jump in with two feet and say, uh, if, but then I, I quickly realised, mid thought, uh, I was going to say, if Roger stays for five or six years, I'm going to predict the now that we'll get out of at least two groups, but then I remembered that the format's changing. So, <laughs> it's a league. <laughs> uh, it's a league, so I'm, I'll, I'll just hold that prediction for now. But what I will say is, if Roger stays for five or six years, you'll see progression in this team and we'll get better results in Europe and I think that we'll start to see Parkhead become not a fortress by any stretch but a ground where teams will find it a lot more difficult to win. That's that's the hope but I think Stephen just as well as saying there when you keep getting a turnover of a manager like that as we have 
Hud. It's difficult because I think had we had Ange, we'd probably as a squad be further on now than what we are under Rogers. But because he's coming in, it's all new to him. It's like you're starting again. You're not wrapping up, mm. wrapping it up. But it's like you're starting again. Would you? Would you agree with sort of what Willie's alluded to and myself there? hundred percent. I think I was talking. Talk, <laughs> no, I think I was talking about this um, with Anthony um, on Monday's podcast. Like that whole phrase, learning and progressing in Europe. It's hard to do when you're changing manager, changing playing staff every two to three years, and you and you're you're changing that up. But again, <clears throat> it's it's not a an excuse for me, if I'm honest. But I get it. I get I get the the, the principle of it. I think with Rogers anyway. For me, that his style is better suited to European football, if that makes sense. I think it's far more, as I said, methodical. He can be defensive. He knows when to shut up shop. And I think we've seen that in the first two games, albeit the results didn't go our way. I mean, Finney's nine men in Rotterdam still kept it 2-0. Lazio were playing a really close-knit group together, pressing together, moving back together, and it was good up until the 95th minute with a nice score. So if then we bits can be ironed out and we can see a game over there, I think it'd be fantastic. And five, six years... I think for any manager nice wishful thinking, I'll be happy for three to four, to be fair. I think that's probably max we'll, we'll, we'll get out of him. But during that time, it'll be great if we could establish ourselves as a European club, whether that be Europa League or Champions League level. Like you said, the format's changing, so it's going to get more difficult, albeit we'll have two extra games that, to make an impact in. But I, I'm looking forward to Europe. I, I always do look forward to Europe. And as, as I said on uh, Monday... If it gets smashed up after that, I go, I'm not coming on next, next Friday. Like, so, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But no, it gets me, it, it gets me riled up. And I'm not going to lie, it gets me angry. And sometimes I react before I think. But it's, it's like, oh, it, I just want, yeah, well, I just want us <laughs> to do the best. I think for years and years and years, we've been underperforming. And hopefully Rogers can change that. Do you think that, see, see with this time around as well, right? I, I mean, Rogers is at a different stage in his life as well. Obviously, he's progressed. He was at Liverpool for a bit. Um, <laughs> um, and we are, though. See, see see, when he was, you know, the first couple of seasons at Leicester where he was really successful. I mean, he, he was, what, it was the last day of the season he didn't get in the top four, like two years in a trot or something like that. He won an FA Cup. If a bigger side, like the likes of, you know, a Man United or a Chelsea or some, somebody like that, we're going to take him on. You you would have thought it would have been round about that time, but uh, it didn't happen. So do you not think that now him as a manager, he's kind of possibly made peace with that and he's at a different place in his career and he thinks, well, I think that maybe that top, <coughs> top, elite, elite top um, job is probably past me now. Um I shouldn't have done what I did at Celtic. I don't want to leave that legacy, so that's why I'm I'm here for the long run. I don't know if that's I don't know if you heard any of that, Ross, but no, sorry. <laughs> I, I was saying that like saying that Rogers when he was like at Leicester that first couple of years when he was properly um he was doing a great job and they kind of missed out the top four just I think it was the last day of the season they missed out once one year twice. or maybe possibly twice, two years, right? And they, he won an FA Cup. You think that the the likes say, you know, the top <coughs> Elite jobs in in England, uh, like Chelsea's or whatever examples, you think that would have been the point that he would have possibly made that move? Then I know he managed Liverpool before, but you think if it was ever going to happen, it would have been then. And so for me, I don't know if it's just he's he's now like it's a totally different stage of his career. He maybe thinks that well, that's not going to happen. 
um, at this moment in time. Anyway, possibly never, uh, which I don't see because I think he's a top, top class coach and I don't know how other people have got jobs ahead of him, Graham Potters and all the rest of that. Um, <coughs> but maybe he's maybe he's at a different stage in his career and he's like, I, I'm not, I don't want to chase that anymore or I don't want it anymore and I'll, I have ruined my legacy at Celtic maybe with that move. So I'm going back and that's maybe his mind his mindset as well. Cause I don't think I think he's maybe thinking that's it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get one of these jobs anywhere. And I'm not gonna go to one of these other clubs and trying to well my way up because he's he's been successful with smallerish clubs before and he's not getting that chance again. So I, I just think that I I totally believe every word he's saying about um he's gonna be here in the long run. I mean uh, for for me sorry, the- Sorry, Stephen. Monty's just that no. uh, they do come in triple XL. I would you like That's to I place an order? Just message one of the boys if you're interested. Hundred percent. He's going to come back with something smart. I bet you comes oh, yeah, back with something aye. smart. Aye. But um, I think for, for me, look, <laughs> that's that. That's all good. And well, Willie, to be fair, but I still want the Rogers who's driven to go to the very top. Oh, that's absolutely. only way we're, going, we're uh, but that's only way in my opinion we're going to get the best out of him. If he settled in that opinion, being like, right, Celtic is my benchmark now. That's that's where I'm going to be. That's fine. But he he needs to have that same mindset of being like, we can do this, we can do that, we can. Aim. Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes you know yourself in, in your own professional career, if you know we're not going to get to a certain level, you kind of plateau and settle and level out. I hope for me that doesn't happen to Rogers. I'm not saying it is, but I hope he still yeah. has that level of ambition and level of. Success in his mind. I, I think he does have that with Celtic. He's got a listen. He's a realist yep. as well. You, you know the way he talks, but I think he's got a, a level of ambition. He, he knows where he wants to get us to. And like Willie says, I, I fully agree with him. He's you'd think that he would have got that move to say a Spurs off the back of Leicester. Obviously, that last season at Leicester, he was up against it. For me, he wasn't backed to how he should have been, and on the face of it, it looks like he's failed at Leicester. Absolutely, didn't he? He's ended up coming back to Celtic now. It's her gain. I think he's looking at it. He's a Celtic supporter. He's looking at it and going, right, look at Martin O'Neill. He was there for five years. Look what he did. I'm not going, I'm not going to say he's going to achieve what Martin O'Neill did in terms of uh, Europe getting to a European final or anything like that because the landscape of European football has drastically changed <clears throat> for when Martin O'Neill was managing Celtic. But, I think he'll look at it and say that there, there's a, a ceiling we can get to certainly in the Champions League and I think he'll be aiming to reach that and then the Europa League eh, is... Can I address that when you're done please? But yeah. <laughs> Aye. Listen, well I was going to sort of touch on, sort of touch on the Europa League in terms of the Europa League if, if, if I don't know how it's, I can't remember how it's going to work with that new format. I don't know if you parachute into the Europa League with a certain position. In There's that. no parachutes. There's no, there no. Well, it's closed. It's the just, chances are it, we'll, we won't be playing in the Europa League, which really puts to bed your statement that we're a Europa League team. We'll never be in it. <laughs> well, I mean, if 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 it can I'm respond, I won't. no, 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 no. I get I get that a hundred percent. Look, I get that. Mark saying to me there, I'm saying, insist for Europa League club, and then minutes later I say. I want intent. Intent is good because I want us to evolve from what I think we are at the minute to be a Champions League team. That's ambition to me. Improve the squad. Like Willie said, in a couple of years, we're picking up results on a regular basis in European football. That's where I want us to get. And I also said, whether it's in the Europa League, which, by the way, is going to be impossible if we enter 
finish second or third again, touch we, we don't want that to happen. But it's it's for me a case of aim for Champions League and just go at it. Do you know, that's where I'm at. at. At the moment, the club at the minute, the staff, the, the playing people, the staff we have, I think it's Europa League level, a couple of tweaks here and there, more quality of the team, I think would be a Champions League club. I don't think it's too far away. I just want to have the intent to get there and, and get results year in, year out. Listen, I don't think, I, I've not got any issue with that. That, that. That's fair enough to say that, I think, personally. But um, listen, we've, we've spoke about Rodgers and the progression of the team and stuff like that, so we'll move on. Angry Stephen is in the chat. I think, well, see, to be fair, that, if he's talking about that podcast, it's because, and I, I understand what you were saying, but when you, you say we're a Europa League team and then you say we should be beating these teams in the Champions League in the same breath, it can come across. Aye. I understand what you meant. But it's, if it's taken literally, then it's like, right, we're no good enough, but we should Aye. be beating them. And I think that's where it's come across. But uh, we, we, I, we, I think we know what you mean when it's not taken literally. Aye. I, I think, sorry, what you just said lastly there, sort of explained yourself pretty well. That's how I took it anyway. But um, we'll move on. <clears throat> We're going to move on to a couple of players um, who are... I don't even know if you could say the periphery. By the way, they're they're one angry Stephen. Give them it. (laughs) (laughs) Give the people what they want. (laughs) Um, No, we'll move on to some players that are on the the sort of periphery, if you like, the certainly starting loving periphery of the squad, however you want to uh, say it. But I'll come to you first, Willie. Uh, And I was going to I was going to talk about this guy anyway. And Rogers, I don't know if you've seen his press conference today. He spoke about uh, he was asked about Mikey Johnston, uh, and he basically said what we what we all know um, that listen, he's got ability. Uh, he's he's come back. Well, he, he's back sort of fit now. He's training, uh, but Rogers is want him. He wanted him when he came in to build up that match fitness and that, yeah. that strength. He, he played games, but then he got injured. But Brendan Rodgers has said um, that he, it's obvious, it's clear that he's got ability. But I, I think, for me, I think Mikey Johnson, if that's it, we scored for Ireland during the week there. Uh, if that's him back to match fitness now... Um, I think he's got to January to prove his sale under Brendan Rogers, although Brendan Rogers knows him. Um what's what's your thoughts on him? Do you think that if we keep him any longer than that, he's gonna he's just gonna be stealing a wage and no getting games, or do you think that he can one more chance under a manager that knows him and he knows the manager, he can start to flourish at twenty five years old? He's like the the new Ian Jess. He's always the young guy, but Ian Jess was young. He was about 36. I <laughs> but Ian Jess was decent and showed it. Ian Jess does, Fra- Francis Jeffers. Remember Francis Jeffers? Oh, he always aye. Aye. That guy, yeah. Um, aye, Mickey Johnson. I mean, for me, he's had countless opportunities and it's been unfortunate for him to be fair. His injuries have been... The, <laughs> the injuries have been obviously catastrophic for him, and he's never really, never really got a good run in the in the side. Uh, I, I mean, I think Brendan's right. There's no doubt, and he's got ability. Um, I mean, I mean, he got stuck up front again at Ibrox, um, 
Rogers' first tenure, and it was just like that was a nightmare for him because he's never ever <laughs> a striker anyway, and then he was put up there himself. Um, but I mean, if the likes of Liam Scales have showed this season that if you get a run in the side, especially with injuries, I mean, a bad as injury could be a blessing for Mikey Johnson. Um, if he comes in like Scales did and then stamps his, his place in the team and then the, the, whoever's been out injured is not getting a sniff again. Uh, I, I could I could see him doing that and but in saying that in the same talk in the same breath, I, I think we've got abundance of wingers at the moment that are like say Palma and uh, yeah, my is there and uh, who else have we got? We've got the Korean the Korean lad Yang. as well. Yang. Uh, Forrest is Forrest. still there. I've Forrest ahead young I tell you still to come back. It's difficult to get difficult to get in that side. And like I say, he would need a run of games and I can't see that happening with the with the level of quality we've got on our side that's in his position. I think it's he's it's probably went on too far now, and I think we would need to cut our losses to be honest with you. But in saying that, like I said, Liam Scales came in and took his chance. So if he did get a chance, I could see it, but I can't. I just can't see him getting a chance ahead of ahead of these guys. I mean, he's not even getting a game, and he's playing for Ireland <laughs> and scoring goals. Uh, uh, I, I think for for him, if you're looking at it from his perspective, I think he would have been better off possibly even in the summer there and getting football, especially now that he's got this new lease of life way uh, Ireland and and getting caps for the country. Um, for Celtic. I just feel like if it was going to happen, it would have happened long before now because this whole, he's got ability. He's always had that ability. If anything, when he first came on the scene, his confidence would have been 10 times as much as it is now. Um, unfortunate with injuries, I just think maybe his times, I mean, we've, we've had this conversation Hi, for, for seasons on this podcast. And he's, <laughs> um, like you, I think you say, Ross, he's always, he's built like a WhatsApp because he's just always, Crumbling. Um, I just think that he's uh, done your fingers. Probably time. <laughs> I think he's probably his time's probably done at Celtic. I think it's probably long overdue. To be honest with you, aye. Listen, I can't disagree with that. You sort of alluded to. Is he going to get a run in the team to prove himself? I agree with you. I don't see it happening. You look at it now. A bad is out. Palmer's coming in. Palmer's look. He's looking really good. He looks like he's he's going to be possibly a mainstay in the team. And he's playing on the left. Maeda's moving over to the right. Obviously, Abada's no there. I don't know what's going to happen when Abada's back, whether him and Maeda will be fighting it out. or Well, Maeda could be fighting it out with Abada for the right-hand berth, but he's also at the same time fighting it out with Palma for the left-hand berth. You've touched on the other wingers that's there. I just don't see Mikey Johnson yeah. better than any of them. I, I don't know. What, what's your thoughts, Stephen? Mikey Johnson, he's, <laughs> he shouldn't be there. I love it when you say it. He's shit. He's shit. Mikey Johnson. His ankles are made of chocolate. I, I honestly don't know why he's still at the club. By all accounts, he done well in Portugal. He should have, like Willie said, he probably should have stayed away and, and got a permanent club a transfer. Look, there's no doubt in the guy's ability, but it's these cases like Jack Wilshere who had potential until he was 31 and retired. People are still talking about him in that breath. I mean, all these players kind of 
fades out. Obviously, Wilshire is a far better player. It's just an example that came with them ahead. But um, Johnson, to me, all the skills, all the flash in the world, but he's done shit. There's no other um, way to say this. Like he's playing for Ireland and and it's great he got a goal, but it was against a middle. It wasn't against like a a, a world class world class team. Like so, I mean, it was a, a developmental side they had out for that game. Scales was playing on a two, albeit Scales is making an impact. But it's like year in year out, like Willie said, this guy's been involved with our squad the last seven years. He's been in and around it. And if it was going to happen, it would have been the time. Do you know what I mean? I mean, we've had wingers like Swed, Swed who's been above him. Do you know what I mean? Tilio's probably above him in the squad now. Yang, he's not getting the chance. He's been named on the bench a few times, but that's just to make up numbers. And I know Rogers gave him his chance as a, as a kid in that. And the Ibrox game up front, I think he was Rogers there to me, he was making a point to the board at that time. But again, he's not good enough. He reminds me of like a David Templeton. Remember David Templeton? Just... Flashy, skillful. Aye. Aye for, was it Hearts? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He reminds me of that type of player. Just, he's not good really? enough for us, for, for Celtic. Like he, to, to sit there and take t- probably 10 grand a week, be a seventh five winger, 25 years old, and he's absolutely conking. He's... <laughs> he's, he's, he's <laughs> I, no, it, it annoys me because I don't know how he's at the club. I, re- I, know, I don't mate. get it. But I The same token, though, if we had the, this conversation about Liam Scales... Right. Uh, three months ago, you'd have been saying the exact same thing, and he's came in and done a job. But I agree with but you. Skills, I don't think he should be here. Anymore. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as for five years. He's fucking shit. Yeah. And all that but uh, <laughs> I don't think he's the required quality. <laughs> Let's say that. Aye. No. Listen, Stephen, you mentioned uh, Taylor there. I don't think you've seen the uh, Rogers press conference today, Wally, but did you see it, Stephen? No. Right. So Rogers was asked about Telio, again paraphrasing, but he answered it and he was like, he's he's training and stuff, but he's got a lot to prove. Um, he's he's struggling at the minute with the intensity. He's, I don't know if he's that's a, my take, and it's maybe reading too much into it, but he was talking about the intensity of the game and how it's. It's a, I thought I'd broke my watch there. I just had to off the seat. <laughs> the Rolex, the Rolex bag. I, I had to, it's my good running watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, but he, he, he was asked about him, and he was saying, uh, he talked about the intensity of our game and how it's really, he's, he's not used to that coming from the, the league that he was in. Uh, and just, just basically saying that he, He's kind of he's struggling with that, that intensity, and it was worrying. Wor- he's not going to throw the guy under the bus, but I read into it as if he was saying, "I don't think he's good enough." Everybody's like shit. Uh, well, he's not going to say that. Do you know what I mean? But uh, reading between the lines, I, I feel like it's. Listen, I could be totally wrong. Was, could be totally was, wrong. Mind you, was saying similar about Hatate that he's no, he's no been hitting the mark and all the rest. Yeah, of he's maybe just trying well, to get him to. I think it but, might be a bit AI. Uh, I had shit, Shved vibes off of what he was I, saying about. Him. Oh really? No, no, as clear, clear cut as that. But I don't know. It was, it was quite worrying. Listen, the guys not had many games yet. I don't know. Like I've sort of mumbled my way through that and no said exactly what Roger said, but. 
come to you, Willie. I don't know what you you, you think he what he, what he's kind of he said or what I've tried to tell you. He's kind of he said. <laughs> uh, no, it's interesting, mate. I don't know if it's. I mean, if he's coming back for injury, he's obviously not going to be anywhere near up to speed. But I mean, for the little that I've seen, and it is very little. It's not like Amido Baldi YouTube clips. It's a bit more than that, but it's still a Amido Baldi. Um, mind you, he looked like fucking Prime Ronaldo when he was on the oh, YouTube. Um, but he's he's somebody that that excites me when when for what I've seen, and I've been looking forward to him coming in and, and competing with the rest of the wingers that we've got. So um, I'd be disappointed if that was the case. But uh, I like I said, I mean, he was he was saying similar stuff about Hatati when he came back for his injury, and that he's not doing what's been asked of him, and he's not matching the intensity all the rest of that, and then. For me, the last few weeks, Hatati's looked like a different player, and his goal was unbelievable <laughs> against Kilmarnock. Oh, so, um, and he's he's again been asked to do a different role, and and he's he's starting to show signs of who he was last season, and and more so. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm not. I'll hate to watch the the presser myself, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited to see Tilio. So hopefully, he does get back to full fitness and. Um, he's firing, but but the sounds of things, training is pretty intense and, and, and high intensity, which I would assume would have been the, the same, if not more, under Ange. So um, most of the boys should be up to the mark. I know Tilio wasn't here last year, but um, he would have been part of the scouting network that um, when Ange was here. So uh, I don't think he would be looking at somebody that um, they know what wasn't up to the task. So fingers crossed we get to see him in the team uh, soon. Do, do, At this, do, in this moment, time is miles ahead of Mikey Johnson. Do you know, well, listen, do, I could do, be jumping on you, go, Steve. I was going to say there. Uh, sorry, Ross. I was going to say, no? knowing you mentioned the training was intense. Do you know what just popped into my head? Can you imagine like the Sky Sports cameras were at Annexton, all the concert was playing dodgeball, and that those front balls are just walking around the pitch and that. <laughs> this is your, by the way, this is your whole life. <laughs> So I'm going to send a text in the group chat and Stephen will just be like, oh, you know what? Imagine if a sheep had wings and could fly and you're just like... Stephen's seeds follow wee motors and they're all crashing. There's a wee alien in Stephen's seed just drawing shit with cranes and he's just relaying it. Fuck's sake. I can't even mind it. Sev Cove announced their new manager, Rob Bouncing and Trampolines behind them. <laughs> Holy fuck. What the fuck, man? What kind of classes are you on? I don't know. Just, I'm on something. <laughs> this is water. You just uh, some tip on you came on. <laughs> what, 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 are, the what are you all about? Oh, hey. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> who were we talking about? Telio. Uh, mm. I, I could be totally jumping the gun on him. We've not even seen him kick a ball in anger, so it's it's a bit harsh to say that. But just I sort of read between the lines, and it was worrying, worrying, kind of liney. I don't know, <laughs> worrying, kind of route that Rogers was going down. But Stephen, off the back of that, what what's your thoughts? You don't want to know my thoughts. No, I don't oh, well, up no, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Marco Tellio. I'm ex- I'm excited to see what the, the guy's like. Obviously, going off his highlights and stuff, he looks a good player. He reminds me of a Paddy Roberts type kind of style. Low gravity, can take players on and looks explosive over a couple of yards as well. Bit of pace about it. But again, the, the way that's come back from injury, Rogers is only judging what he's seen at the moment. 
And obviously, it's not going to be top-level football that Tilly was producing. Maybe a wee low move might suit him in January. That's not going to spell the end for him. It could be like an aberdeen Kilmarnock situation, the way Iron and, and Scales and Christie benefited from that in the past. So maybe they can look at something like that to get him used to the Scottish game. But I'm, I'm excited for him. I think he will make an impact in the team. Obviously, not anytime soon, but six to 12 months, I think he'll be in the round. It. And it's, it's, I mean, Mickey Johnson, as you said, like he's, I don't think he's above him. I, like, go back to the issue about the door in January as well. Give guys like Tilly a chance to thrive. And I'm excited to see they can do in a Celtic shirt. Oh, see what he has, see what he has press. I like that, mate. How do you feel about him saying stuff like that? Because I feel like a second time round he's been back, he's been refreshingly honest about everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's because it what happened first time round, he feels like he needs to do that to win fans over, or he's just a totally different, you know, mindset. Do you think he should be keeping that sort of stuff in house and just say, yeah, he's back training and we're having a look at him, or do you think that is a good kick up the ass for the player if that's the case? Um, I don't know. I don't know if he's. Hadate. I don't know if he's sort of trying. I could be reading into it totally wrong. I'm trying to read into it a different way now, and maybe he's trying to protect. Wow, protect the player. because he knows that he's he's coming to a, obviously a different country, um, and he's had a really bad injury. He's maybe struggling with the adjustment. And it's probably been even more. <laughs> That's the thing. It's, it's probably been it. even even more That's difficult. Scotch and Ride sketch. Eh, uh, I'm not sure. And he's sitting there. He's like, oh, lovely lad. This. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it no the vicar? The vicar. Aye. That's it. Aye. 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 <laughs> I am. I Reverend. I am jolly. It is. Aye. That's aye. Right. Aye. Uh, <laughs> oh. Fuck knows. Right, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll move on. We'll move on. Aye, I, I, what what was it you asked? Keep us up in house or stay in public. Aye. I don't know. I think Rogers. I mean, he's older than me, but I think as a coach, nice. he's matured like for that. the last time he was in. Surely it's like, mm-hmm. oh my God. <laughs> you should have came up with that, Josh. Well. Yeah, I should have. Rogers a pump. A pump. <laughs> A bump? Uh, no. A bump. A finch bump. Point <laughs> 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 uh, No, right. Seriously, though, um, I think Rogers as a manager, as a manager, is matured. <laughs> I think he's matured as a manager. Uh, whether I think it's a bit of that, and probably a bit of uh, try to be more open and honest with the fans and no sort of keep us in the dark about anything because the last time there was things kept in the dark and then Rogers has left for reasons that weren't at the forefront of the fans' minds. So he's just keeping everybody in the loop so that if I get sort of fucked over again, Aye. I might just go. But it's was because it, of this reason or whatever. Was that presser? Was, was that the mainstream media one or was that the supporter one? Aye, it was his, uh, the mainstream media one, was I'm that, sure. Um, I think so anyway but aye you'll need to watch it aye. there's there's guys probably watching uh, the now in the comments that could probably paraphrase better but I just have my memories not great for two seconds ago never mind fucking I'll tell you oh shit <laughs> <laughs> but hey we'll move it's it on um, we'll move it on another player that <clears throat> oh for fuck's sake <laughs> Another player that I, 
I want to talk about. Hey. And me personally, I, I don't think I'm alone in this, but I would like to see a lot more of him. Let's say Paolo Bernardo, Stephen. Mm. And um, listen, I, I watched him uh, at the Lazio game. He came on. I thought he'd done really well. He's a young player. I don't know. I can't remember what age he is, but he's he's a young player up and coming. By all accounts, he's a good player. And what I've seen of him, as I said, I was impressed by him. I would, as I'm, we're talking about him because I want to see more of him, but I don't know if you, do you want to see more of him and how how do we get to see more of him as he's we have been a midfielder? How do you introduce him into that midfield three, which is pretty much nailed down and is taking away quite nicely at the minute? I mean, Paulo Bernardo, he's exciting to me. He scored for the under-21s Portugal during the national break as well, so he's been on the score seat. And he's very, he looks very elegant, like he can pass <laughs> a ball. He looks quite physical as well, a bit of an athlete. And like you said, like it's, it's basically the impossible task now to get into that midfield. But what I would say, and what we've seen before in previous regimes and also on the Rodgers, if you take your chance like skills, if you make an impact in the time you're on the pitch, you'll get your opportunity. Turnbull had it at the start of the season, albeit it didn't quite work out for him. Matate's came back in. But who's to say if Bernardo doesn't get on for maybe half an hour towards the end of the game, does a couple of assists, maybe grabs one or two goals here and there, then he might start a game at home or so I mean at a so I said Johnson or teams like that to show what he can do. I don't think he's going to be a bit part player all season. I think he'll get his chances. I think he'll he'll start games, but it's all about the impact that he delivers on the pitch when he has the chance to take the opportunity of coming on and, and being involved in the team. And we've seen that before with Abada when he dropped out. We've seen it before with Mieta. Sometimes these players need to come in now to the team to find their form again. So and Hatate could drop off again. Bernardo could come up and, and replace him for the time and he might run with that opportunity and take it. But yeah, I'm excited to see him, 100%. Aye. Uh, just what you said there, it's a, a really good point, saying that... Um he might go in for half an hour and he might get a couple of assists or whatever. And again, going back to Roger's press conference today, Willie, uh, he said that between now and the next international break, which is sometime in November, excuse me, um, we've got seven games in 21 days. Yeah. And Roger says, one thing that I can, I'm not sure of a lot of things, but one thing I can be sure of is that we won't play the same team every game uh, so that that probably tells me maybe that'll be a way that we will see him introduced at some point and he needs to take his chance what, what do you think I absolutely mate I was, that's exactly what I was going to say I know we've got a lot of games coming up over the next three weeks so if there ever was a time for these boys to get a chance it's going to be then um, totally agree with you I mean out of all the positions in the park they three are absolutely like, they're pretty much undroppable for me your captain is uh, a mainstay. <laughs> Ross did do the job, Danny. <laughs> Ross done it. <laughs> Danny's um, being facetious. <laughs> um, uh, what was I saying? Aye, Carl Maxim, obviously, <laughs> he's number one in there. He's a mainstay. He's a captain, a leader. He's going to be playing 7,500 games a year like he has been the last six years for us. Um O'Reilly is he's going to win Ballon d'Or next year the way he's gone so he he's undroppable uh, and Hatate for me I, I know I always go on about it but I, for me on his day and if he brings he's the best player in the league for me so really 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 tough to get in um, I've not seen enough of him to be honest with you 
to sort of. I mean, it's it's exciting. Obviously, he's he's a big pedigree, and he's he's playing for under twenty ones, and he's coming from Benfica, where I hear that um, they're raving about how how good he's going to be. Um, but I mean, like, see, for example, home. I've been more excited about home mm. than I have mm-hmm. Bernardo, and I don't know if it's because I've seen more of him. Um, but he's another one that I'm super excited by. But he's, he can't get a sniff, and, and it's and it's under. Let it go. You lost me. Did you lose me there? <laughs> oh, you're back. You're back. You're back. Uh, where did I last leave off? About home. Yes. Home. home um, he, he's. Uh, it's understandable why he can't get a sniff either, because, like I said, the three in the midfield have been outstanding. But whenever he's came in, I've been super excited by him, and I think he can play any of the three roles in that midfield. Uh, so he's another one that mm. I would love to see more of, and hopefully over the next three weeks, like you say, the gaffer said that we are going to get to see a bit more of these uh, these guys because it's a long, long season, especially if we're in Europe, um, and we're going to have to use the bodies. Uh, and, yeah, it's exciting. exciting. I, I, I want to see more of them, definitely. And I think uh, what we've seen, the little of them in Lazio, against Lazio in that number 10 role, it looks like um, he could uh, he could stamp his authority. But, again, it's so difficult to get in that midfield three. So difficult. Aye. Aye. That's all I'm going off, by the way, is the Lazio performance. He, he, and I'll say <laughs> it again, he came in and he done really well. And he needs he needs more chances, and I, I think mm-hmm. he probably will in this obviously period of games. And time will tell. But um, we'll move on to a final player that I want to talk about, oh, Jesus. and it's your man. <laughs> and it's I'm not bringing it up because it's we've had our ding dongs at the it's start of the man. year or whatever. But Bernabai, Bernabai. So. <laughs> but hey, I, I don't know. Listen, the guy has obviously come in. He's had his troubles off the field, but he's also had his like bundle of joy being brought into the world. Uh, a new baby. It's an adjustment. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what to do with this guy. Stephen, I'll come to you first since you've backed him to the hilt for so long, but I don't think he are as stringent in that batting. <laughs> you get the chin zone. <laughs> no, I'm not excited for this. Uh, you're in your head. No, nah, <laughs> but uh, listen, for That's whatever reason, on. he's he's fell well well away because he was in and around the, the team and the squad, but he's just fell well off it. Why do you think that would be, and what what would you do with this guy? I mean, look, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I want to say first of all. My prediction was that he would be our first choice left back by Christmas, right? We're not it's a Christmas okay. yet, boys. We're not a Christmas yet. <laughs> but Ross, you're right. The back and love him is slowly waning away with every passing day and every passing article I read about him. Look, I don't know if it's an attitude issue or, like you said, the baby, which is a big adjustment. I think we've all been there. We've, we've experienced that. We know what it's like. So again, he's coming over from a foreign land in Argentina, getting used to everything. His missus is having a newborn, settling into Glasgow. Had a bit of a ding-dong with the law, maybe once or twice, drink driving and, and being caught on his phone. So he's made mistakes. It's up to her, him to learn from them mistakes. It's up to him to put the, the invitation 
of good practice in this football career and be the ultimate professional, as Rogers likes to call an athlete now, 24-7. Clearly, he's more like eight hours a day. The next hours are really questionable about what he does with his time. We all don't know that. But look, again, it could be like the O'Reilly thing. We all know O'Reilly had personal issues last season. Takes a wee while to go to Leeds and get their mindset right. Hopefully, Burnaby is on the right tra- the track to do that. Every picture I see of him <coughs> in training, he's smiling. He looks happy. He looks bubbly. That doesn't seem affected. Just seems like the mentality side of thing in his own head is letting him down at the minute. I, I, I don't question his ability. I think the abilities there is defensive qualities, like Ross has said before. Left a lot to be admired. I do agree with that. But that can be coached in Dave. Going forward, I think he's he's really good and he's really good on the ball and he scored a few cracking goals. And look, it's disappointing because it was one of these players, Willie alluded to at the start of the, the podcast, Rogers and Peru's players. And I thought that the, Burnaby would be one of them guys who would take on to a new level. And just unfortunately for me at the minute, Burnaby's not doing that. Have I lost all hope in him? No. I'm about 60% now in, in my support. I still want him to do well for us and I hope he does, but I just can't see it at the minute. Of course, we all want him to do well, absolutely. Uh, Wally, I don't know what you think on that. Um, he's not even in, I don't even think he's in squads now. And Rogers, again, going back to his press conference, he said he spoke about Kobayashi and he was asked why he hasn't like in squads and stuff. And he's like, the squad's too big. I can't include everybody. I've only got 11 players. It's maybe the same with Bernabé, but then I look at that and go, well, who's our backup left back then? Is it Bernabé? Is it Liam Scales? What, mm. what do you think? Uh, I don't. For me, nothing. Nothing's really <coughs> changed for the start of the season or the end of last season for me. For me, Bernabé was always second choice left back. I know he's not been put. He's not in the European squad, and he's not seen much game time at all since. The, in fact, he's not seen pretty much anything for the start of the season. You know, he looked decent in pre-season. Um, but for me, it's the exact same as what it was at the start of the season. And he's always going to be second choice. He'll, I'm sure he'll probably play a part over the next three weeks when we're talking about all the amount of games we've got. I'm sure he'll he'll play a part in these upcoming games. But I just, I, just, I don't think he's, I don't think he's, as I don't think he's as good as Greg Taylor. Definitely not going back the way anyway. He looks exciting going forward. But, um <laughs> Yeah, I just for me, he's just he's just a backup left back, and and that's it. I think it says it all when Rodgers leaves him out of the um, European squad and all that as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're right. I mean, if we lose, if Greg Taylor is injured, who's who's going to play left back for us? It's an interesting one. Aye, it's 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 a curious case, but again, I think personally. I don't know if it will be in January, but I think come the summer, I think Rogers will offload him and get somebody else in. Whether it will be that the somebody else will be a guy to challenge Greg Taylor or to, to take Greg Taylor's place, time will tell on that. But I think for me, Bernabé's time will... It's sad because he's not the worst player. He's... The worst, one of the worst defenders we've ever had at the club, in my opinion. <laughs> but he's not the worst footballer. He can definitely play, and he's got Ross County. It's testament to that. But I, I, I don't think he'll be here come next season under Brendan Rodgers. I, I, I think not being in the squads right now is very telling. Um, but we'll move on. 
the curious case, right? <laughs> uh, we'll move on to a story that broke uh, the night. Oh, it was rumoured for a few days. <laughs> <laughs> it was rumoured for a few days. Um, but we've heard... Now, I don't know how long the ban is or if it's indefinite or if it's three or four games. I don't know if any of you can shed any light on that in a wee minute. Uh, I'll come to yourself first, Wally. Um, the Green Brigade have been banned, uh, certainly for the Hearts game. I don't know if it's any more than that. Uh, can you shed any light on that? Any used to? The, uh, no, four I don't know how much more. Is it four games? Yeah, I think I've read somewhere four, four games. I, I think there's a statement out today. Right. Well, they've been banned for that. Uh, listen, people will read into it and say it's because uh, the, the, the more recent stuff, the Palestine stuff, which... By the way, no, the, we're not going to go right into it because for me, eh, it's a Celtic podcast, a football podcast. It's not news night. So we'll, we'll touch on the Green Brigade, but we'll try and stay away from the the, the touchy sort of side of it, if you like, eh, for the most part or as best we can. But in terms of the ban itself, for me, I don't think it's just that. It's not, not that in isolation. I think it's a culmination of things down the years. Uh, like uh, the pyrotechnics um, singing songs that they shouldn't be singing or whatever uh, and banners just getting fines uh, they always for me they always seem to need a, a cause and a fight and it's at least one one thing probably more a season you look at it what what have they had? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Uh, the, the 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 sort of the Bernard Higgins thing, right? I, I'm not saying I agreed or disagreed with that, but it was a cause that they were fighting. Uh, the, the Celtic end campaign last season. There, there's always things in behind the scenes, and it causes divide and unrest between the fans, divide between them and the club. And it's it's just a, an unneeded, like, problem most of the time. Uh, for me, I think it's been well overdue. I, I've, no, I've not had a season ticket for nine years now, but this isn't new how I'm feeling. I've been, I was feeling like that then, nine years ago. I used to go to the games, there was a couple of times I watched it and... I think they 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 done a walkout one day and a protest against something. I can't remember what it was. They walked in late one day. It just always seems like they take the the sort of attention off the team on the park and want to bring it on themselves all the time. I think they they they've, they've actually it's got to the point now where Celtic have given the Green Brigade an inch in terms of letting them in. To do their um, TIFOs and stuff like that. They're giving them a space in the stadium to do that. And they just want to take a mile now. And listen, I, I concede that the, the colour that they bring with the TIFOs, the singing, the atmosphere, it's brilliant. It is. And people, I, I, I get people like arguing and saying, aye, but if the Green Brigade weren't there, it'd be like a library. Celtic Park wasn't like a library for me, 
before the Green Brigade. And it's got to a stage now where the Green Brigade have been in the stadium for, I don't know, 10, 12 years, something like that. And over that period of time, the Celtic support, the the, the, the average fan, if you like, I mean, I say that in inverted uh, commas, but um, for me, they've, they've come to a point where they're too reliant on the Green Brigade to, to create the atmosphere. And it's, we have to sing what the Green Brigade are singing. And they don't stop singing. I have to take my hat off to them. They don't stop. But it's all the stuff that goes with them. And for me, I don't say this lightly. I, I think that they've become, at this point, a cancer that's eating away at the club. And for me, this ban, indefinite four games, whatever it is, is well overdue in my opinion. And I mean, if it is four games, hopefully they they take heed. They won't, by the way. I'm hoping they take heed and calm it down and start adhering to rules and stuff like that. Listen, the food drives and all that that they do are spectacular. Unbelievable. But the the good for me, or sorry, the bad for me, far, far, far outweighs the good that they do. And for me, I wouldn't have them anywhere near Parkhead ever again. And that's that's just my opinion. But I'll come to you, William, and just sort of come back on what you think on the ban and if it's deserved or if it's a bit over the top, whatever you think. Wally froze. Aye, sorry, it's my connection. It's Aye. jumping. I'm back, but it's jumping a bit and all the rest of it. So you'll hate to bear with me if I go off. I know it's know. fine. It's fine. Um, no, I was just. Uh, I did you get my? Aye, I my caught, question. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't hear the question, but I caught. What was the question? Sorry, I caught the rest of it, but no, the question. No, it was just basically to give your thoughts on my essentially opinion. the ban and whether it's overdue, whether it's deserved. Just, just give your thoughts on it. Your general I, thoughts I, on it. And then I, just this straight one, to you after that, Steve. This one is, uh, I mean, this is definitely going to split opinion between the fan base. Um, it's it's interesting one. I, for me, me personally, I mean, I mean, Celtic statement did come. Uh, <laughs> Celtic statement <laughs> did come. Uh, it must be the winds and all that. The mad. It's the floods and all the rest of it. I'm in breaking. Uh, no, really. Uh, it's a Celtic statement today. Did there was no mention of you know the horrible stuff that's going on in uh, Palestine, Israel, and all the rest of it just now? They were mentioning the whole it was just the pyrotechnics and the constant uh, banners and all the rest of it. So that was Celtic statement. So I mean, <laughs> whether that's um, whether it is about the recent events of that, I mean, I can I, I, Celtic need to make that statement. Of course, like do I totally understand that and. Like I'm all for freedom of speech, a hundred percent. But I do think there's a time and a place for these things. Um, the 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 stuff that the Green Brigade do, like you mentioned it yourself, Ross. The, the good stuff to do, which is never shown in mainstream media, but the stuff to do is it's, it's fantastic. But the stuff that is shown in mainstream media is it is always the bad stuff. And for me, you know me on here, Ross. You're the same. The political stuff and that we. We tend to stay away from the whole political stuff. Did I jump there? We I'm tend to stay away. The, we tend to stay, stay away from all the political stuff, and we're just <clears> all about the we're all about the football. I'm there to support my football team. Um, 
and more often than not, when these protests are made or a banner's made, the news the next day is all about that stuff and not about the football and what's going on in the field, which I personally don't agree with. Like I said, freedom of speech and whatever your beliefs are, whether it's one or the other, 100%, I'm totally on board with that. But I do feel there's a time and a place. And you know me, I said it in the group chat actually last week. I'm going to use it here as well because I always like to take another slant and try and take it from another point of view. And say, for example, I've got a certain view on something, i.e. the Royal Family, for example. And I mean, the Green Brigade had their, their part in that as well. Um, what was it? I think they were booing the silence in Europe or whatever it was. So there's, there's stuff like that, right? I've got my views on that and I can voice them in certain aspects of life, 100%. But I would never come on here on the Edlin Selts podcast and say how I felt about or my opinions that could, you know, that's something that could divide opinion because I know that would reflect bad on the podcast and it's not necessarily the views of all you guys. And I feel that's what the Green Brigade do at times at, at the games. Um, they have an opinion. It's not necessarily the opinion of the majority or all or the club. And I just feel like it, it always reflects bad on the club and the support. So I just, I, so that, that was my point about that. Like if I came on here and said whatever my views were and you disagreed and Stephen disagreed and, and Franny disagreed, for example, that would reflect bad on the podcast, first of all, but also use when they want. If that's not your opinion, then you know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to get. So I just think it reflects bad on the club. And I I have no qualms with them saying... As my, and by the way, I have no qualms with the GB voicing their opinion, like I said, but I just feel like the avenue needs to be right. And uh, I've got, <coughs> like the club have got to come out and say something. They, they have to. And with regards to the reasons that the club have used with regards with, with like the, the pyrotechnics and banners and all the rest of the stuff. Um, this isn't just like a one-off thing that they've like they've been warned and fined and whatever countless, countless, countless times. So that like I can totally understand where they're coming from. Um, so I'm like it'll be interesting to hear what Stephen says, but I, like I'm kind of. Ross, you've always got a, quite a strong opinion on it. I'm of the opinion, yes, I don't like it. It takes away from the football. There needs to be a, a time and a place for these things. But like, I totally understand why they would want to voice their opinion as well. So I'm kind of not on the fence, but I, I've not got as strong an opinion. I just, I just feel like it shouldn't be bringing the club or the football into disrepute. I just, I feel like it's always bad news coming to the club. Um, with regards to them and the atmosphere they bring, I sat when I had my book. I was in the I was in the block next to them, and it was I I, I, I totally agree. A Tuesday night, pushing with rain, it's freezing cold, and you're at home to St. Man. The guys would get you going, um, but I I just for me the news that comes out yet, and like I say, there's a lot of good to do, but that doesn't get put out in the mainstream media. I just feel like every time there's news in the media, it's bad news and it kind of brings the club and the team into like bad light when, listen, I'm there to watch my football team and support football and, and support the club. I'm I like, 
you know what I mean? There's just a time and a place. Mm-hmm. I'm there for the football, and I feel like when that happens, um, the news gets taken away for the football, and it's it's all other things. And I know, like people have said, politics and football don't mix. It shouldn't be happening. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think it can be, but I just think certain aspects. It's um, I can understand why the club would distance herself from it anyway. That's what I, that's what I would say. Aye, I've not got a problem with people voicing their opinion, right? I know, absolutely. But, no, no, but when I was going to the games, <clears throat> which was nine, ten years ago now, um, there, there was times when the stadium was looking at the Green Brigade and whatever gripe it was they had or whatever walkout they were doing, and nobody was watching the game, and I used to go off my nut, like... We're here to watch Celtic. We pay our season book money to come and watch the football and watch Celtic. And we're looking over that corner to see what the Green Brigade's doing. And I, I hear people... I'll come to you in a wee second, Stephen, sorry. I, I hear people keep saying, I'll go back to it, oh, oh, it's like a library if if it's not for the Green Brigade and the boys. Like, Danny, get me started on if the, the boys create an atmosphere. If you hate the fucking police, clap your hands. I was at the Lazio game. They sung that for over different periods yet all in for a 90 minute game of football about half an hour it was if you hate the fucking polos clap your hands that's not causing an atmosphere eh, creating an atmosphere that's just singing did you clap your hands no because I was sitting with <laughs> Gary and he's a post <laughs> but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but eh, if you hate the painter decorators clap your hands I, I clap my hands because I, I don't like the paint. I like, I like me but I don't like the painter decorators but eh, no but I, I've heard people people keep saying to me it'd be a, like a library but I go back to it again it, it's, it's Celtic fans for so long now have become reliant on the Green Brigade creating the atmosphere the Green Brigade weren't there years ago and we created our own atmosphere all the fans done it and I think, listen, if the Green Brigade weren't there, I think that after three, four weeks, it would be the norm that they weren't there and the, the average fan would step up to the plate again and start singing songs like they did. But they don't start singing songs because they're waiting to see what the Green Brigade start and then they go along with that. They're the, the ones that start it. That's fair enough. But if they're not there, somebody else will start it another section of the crowd and then the whole stadium will join in just the same but we will only have all the shite that goes with it but that's just my thoughts Stephen <laughs> I mean like I do, I do want to make one thing clear we <laughs> well me personally my point of view we're all not blind to what's going on but I think we're, no. we're all in agreement that, that um, things are left to be said in other aspects and, and other areas and walks of life demonstrations, protests and, and things like that, which, which is fair enough and, and should be done to give the voiceless people a voice. My opinion on, on, on the, the Green Brigade is they do a lot well, 100%, the food drives and, and the charitable donations and, and things like that. And another, another aspect of it as well you have to take into account, regardless, if I mean, putting the, the stuff that could be considered bad or considered contentious to one side they're there they're a constant and like you said Russ will never stop 
And yeah, we could, we, we could, you could be saying that we're relying on them to create an atmosphere, probably in some aspects far, because that's the norm now, and that's what the supporter used to to get the sing songs going and and things. And look, it, it divides opinion. Uh, street sitter said <laughs> we're, we're we're thick as shit. He's on subbed and he's told us all to fuck off. That's grand. Like we can take that. That's a hundred percent. Everyone's entitled to a different opinion. It gets angry, it gets heated. We all know this. The Green Brigade for me. Look, I I would be I would be behind this ban if it was for the issues of the pyrotechnics and, and things like that. But for me, it's smoke and mirrors just to kind of look like that. But in reality, the Celtic don't want the heat of what could be happening at Tyne Castle or what could be happening in upcoming games in terms of the Palestinian flags <coughs> and things like that. Being in the club. We, we also seen the reaction of the likes of near Beaton and things. So it, was, it became, became a debate, I would say, in the corridors of, of Celtic and, and the boardroom. And they've decided to ban the Green Brigade. And people are saying about politics and football, I firmly believe that politics has a place in football. I think Celtic, for one, is a political football club, in my opinion, from where it was founded and what it's been involved in. The charitable donations, again, politics in Ireland and people, Irish immigrants, come from here to settle over there. And that's kind of how the club was formed, Bola Ralford and things like that. But that's not me saying that the political side of things has to take over the football. We all have to be on one side or the other side. No, I'm not saying that. But it is in the club in some shape or form. A club like no other, always in the DNA and, and things. It's all these slogans that they throw out in certain aspects of time, but they don't really back it up, in my opinion. I love the Green Brigade. I think that I've been very clear on that. Um, I have also <laughs> criticised them at parts for maybe taking things a step too far. I agree some banners, the Brendan Rogers thing, for example, when he, Mark Nugent said that when he first came back, the booing and, and giving them grief after a draw at Celtic Park. I can't remember who it was against, but was it St. Johnson or something? I can't remember. It was weeks back now, but he was walking around. I never given the grief on that. But it's it's so hard because we we all know that the issue where this stems from. We don't want to delve into, it and that's a hundred percent fine. But it's it's sad for me that it's came to this, and the tip for tat that the Green Brigades had with the board telling the fans to bring certain uh, flags to the ground for the Champions League game coming up, and and that type of thing. Then the Celtic border saying the exact opposite. And look, we all know it was going to come somewhere. There was rumours of this for a couple of days over Twitter that there was a ban coming and they've chose to do it. Uh, uh, and that, that's that's their own prerogative. That, that's the board. In my opinion, though, like I said, they're only doing this as a smoke and mirror campaign to, to, to take away from what the Green Brigade were going to do next or what the boys group were going to be involved in next. And look, there's going to be aspects of the support who do it regardless anyway. Regardless of the Green Brigade, if they're not there, there's going to be someone carrying a certain flag. There's going to be someone that's going to sing a certain song. There's going to be someone who takes a, um, an insult too far. And it, it happens regardless of what supporter organization you're part of. If you're there as a, just a, a singular person, you maybe could take something too far. The Green Brigade and the boys group do a lot of positive things for Celtic. And they do, like again, they fed over a million people or the food banks around Glasgow and stuff like that. I think that's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> and the, the toy drives of Christmas for kids who are underprivileged. They're underprivileged communities around Celtic Park, they're, they're fully backing that. Did I have their bad points? Yeah, 100%. <clears throat> but if you look at every ultra group or every supposed ultra group in world football, they all have their bad points. All of them do. But sometimes I think certain clubs back their supporters more than we do. And that, that's unfortunate sometimes. And there's a bit of a disconnect. And I do agree with Ross in that aspect. It does take away from the football pitch when it's between the Green Brigade and the board because you're wondering what, what's the banner what's the banner going to say or 
what's what's the the board, what's Lowell going to do in, in, in retaliation to a situation? So I don't like that part of it. I wish we could all come together, and but at the minute it doesn't seem like that. I don't unless there's some sort of resolution with the Green Brigade and the board. This is going to happen continuously throughout the years again. And like Ross said, are they going to ban them indefinitely? I think that would be an absolutely terrible move if they've done that. I really do. I think that would be shocking in my opinion. But I get everyone's opinion. I'm just more for them than against them. I, I, listen, that's that's fair enough. Like I've said, everybody's entitled to their opinion. I think it would be a good move to, to, to completely ban them, in, in my opinion. Um, I just think that, as I said earlier, they, they, they've been given an inch. They're starting to take a mile. They think they're bigger than the average fan. Uh, they, they talk about no lighting elitism, yet they act so elitist when it comes to the average fan and them. They think that they think they speak for all Celtic fans, and they absolutely do not speak for me. But I think I've said enough on it. I've probably lost us a few subs. I apologise for that, but no, we're all no, here to give our opinion. It's, no, it's opinions. Listen, that's the way it goes. We'll move on for that, and that was a wee bit serious. So let's get a mature again. That's for me. <laughs> uh, I was going to go to Wally there, but I'll come to you, Stephen. Uh, obviously, we're going to Tyne Castle on Sunday, two o'clock kickoff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always a tough game at Tyne Castle. Var's birthday. In Scotland, uh, it was well. It's its birthday on Sunday. It was introduced this uh, this time last year, and it was at Tyne Castle. Excuse me, it was at Tyne Castle as well. The four three game. Just um, how do you think the game's going to pan out? And uh, mm-hmm. just your your scoring lineup predictions. I'm 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 looking forward to it. I think the the ticket allocation thing again. They've reduced the capacity. I think they're like five hundred and seventy two, whatever it is. It's again, it's shocking. It'll be quite interesting to see if they sell Tank Castle. But what I do, I like going to Tank Castle. I like watching Celtic play there. It's a good tight ground. They're, the fans are on you. We've seen previously what can happen with the the toxic atmosphere, and it's it's a good good game, especially for the new guys as well to get used to that. And if you're talking about Yang, Palma, all them guys starting, that'll be a a good environment to get them better in. We've seen Scott Sinclair make a, a debut there and score a goal. And I'm excited. I know Hearts are a bit indifferent. They've had like a management team of three people, Mac- McAvoy, Naismith, and they've changed it again. Naismith's the main guy, McAvoy's the assistant. It's like a, a carousel over there at the minute. But they've got good players in, in Boyce and, and Shankland. Um, they've got a Costa Rican Fargas on the right. I think he scored a few on international duty for Costa Rica. So, Again, they've got some good players that could cause an issue. Um, but for me, it's a game I think Celtic should feel confident going into. I think, like Willie said previously, our, our game against Kamarnik before the international break were probably the best we've played. If we can carry that into Tynecastle, I don't see an issue with us picking up three points. And in terms of my lineup, I would go Joe Hart, Alistair Johnson, Carter Vickers, Scales, Taylor, McGregor, Hatate, O'Reilly, Mieta. Um, Kyogo and Palma. And then my score prediction would be 3 1 to Celtic. Fair enough. Um, I'll just no bother telling you what my lineup and score predictions is because Stephen just tells you. <laughs> 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 but uh, I'll just come to you, Wally, just to finish off. Um, just the, obviously the Hearts game. 
uh, on Sunday. How how you think the game will pan out and uh, your lineup and score predictions? Yeah, I, I mean they've not really been firing all cylinders. Uh, they've got about fourteen managers. I think I don't think I don't know who the fuck's in charge. Um, and I think I Stephen said it there. I, I think their last performance for me it was their best performance this season. Um, and I think we're starting to. It looks like we're starting to get what our first eleven. Like last year, we could have picked our first eleven every week. I think we're starting to get there now. Uh, I totally mm. agree with that. I think that first eleven. Um, I think I, I totally agree with that first eleven, and uh, I think it'll be a stress-free two 0 I, I think that with CCV coming back and it, Scales has been an absolute warrior this year. I, I think that we're looking good at the back and uh, hopefully keep a clean sheet. Grab a couple of goals as well would be nice. Kyogo, um, he's been fantastic this year, but I don't think he's maybe maybe it's a bit harsh saying he's not hit the heights of last season quite as yet. Um, still got goals for fun. Uh, I, I think O'Reilly and Hatati will run the whole game, um, and I think it'll be comfortable. Um, and and that's that's last to say because Tynecastle away as much as we've been fantastic, <laughs> however many years gone now, it's it's tough to go to. And uh, I see, heard you say that it was the one-year anniversary, and it was at Tynecastle as well. And the, some delicious mm-hmm. um, <laughs> decisions that game. Hopefully, it's not the same this time round. But uh, yeah, I think it'll be comfortable for us. Can, can I just address one thing uh, quickly? Yeah. Uh, Michael McDonald has asked me on numerous occasions what the plaque behind me says, right? <laughs> And I've purposely held off because it's actually nothing special. I think he thinks it's something to do with Ireland or something. I'll read it out just, just quickly. <laughs> it says, I don't really rise and shine. I caffeinate and hope for the best. There you go. That's what it says. I like that. That's what I do. <laughs> that should be Hi, Michael, new, you can rest be, easy. Your, your new sign-off, that should be a new sign-off. Shouldn't it be stay well, <laughs> safe? It should be rise up for but, the caffeine. <laughs> Aye, <laughs> uh, listen. I'm I'm in agreement with you. I, 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 it should be comfortable, providing VAR doesn't get involved as much as it did in its inception this time last year. Then I think, as I've said, I agree with Stephen. I think it'll be three one. Um, but here's hoping that we get a good result and maybe Rangers drop points with Philip Clement or whatever you call him, uh, his first game doesn't go too well, but listen, we've got a nice wee gap he's there. Not, he's not Harry Potter with a big stick. <laughs> <laughs> do you know he's referenced twice that he can't do magic tricks his first press conference <laughs> and the, the next one too, Mandel. He looks me like Voldemort. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but listen, that, that brings us to the end of the podcast. I've had a good time hosting. It's the first time I've hosted for a wee while. Have you enjoyed it? Great debate as usual. Um, there's, I mean, it's always going to be a touchy subject with the <laughs> brigade, but from what I've seen in the chat, it was divided in there as well. It's always going to be dividing the support, mm. but at the end of the day, we're all here to support our football team, and that's that's what's happening. Not nobody's got to fall out of it. We've all got different opinions on it, and that's yeah. fine. It's the same way what's on the pitch. But that's, I like I said, not going to go down. But that, that, it kind of takes away what's going on in the football pitch, which that. <laughs> isn't great like, we've, got, we've got to play Hearts on Sunday pump them and go even further clear hopefully and by the way can I just say I, I had quite a strong opinion there but there's absolutely no malice in it it's just my opinion Aye. there's no hate oh, towards Aye. anybody it's just for me that that's how I feel 
if people don't like it, fair enough. People aren't going to like it. People are going to like it. It's just how life is. It's how it That's works. Part and parcel, but, I like you. I like you. I, I love slush. <laughs> I love slush. I love it. Love it. Come on. Uh, but listen, that brings us to the end of the podcast. I've lost as a sub, at least one sub tonight. But if he's enjoyed what he's watched, give us a wee thumbs up, like and subscribe. And I just want to thank everybody for getting involved in the comments. Our wee community, it's mostly the same people, but you see new fa- or new names, new faces, and everybody's welcome. We love it. We love you having an opinion while we're doing the podcast and bringing up the comments and interacting with you. It's, it's absolutely brilliant, and it's it's a nice wee thing to do. Certainly on a Friday night, it's not always nice on a Monday, but I'm hardly ever on a Monday anyway, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'll... Uh, Call it a night at that, and I'll pass you over to our Stephen at the bottom of your screen there for the outro. Bye, guys. You caffeinate and stay well. <laughs> <laughs> caffeinate in the morning, folks. Saturday now, but again, like just to reiterate what you said, Ross, great show, great podcast. Thanks for everyone getting involved. Plenty of debate, and the people who really watch it are going to be quietly surprised. I think it was quite, quite interesting, but... Until Michael McDonald asked me when the next show is, Monday at half eight. I got the times wrong again today. I do apologize about that. But, <laughs> hell is all but stay well, keep safe. Hail, hail.